podcast where we talk about a variety of different Pokemon topics. I am your host and audio engineer, Riley Brooks, here with my wonderful co-host, the man, the myth, the legend, the one whose mouse I want to smash with a hammer whenever I'm editing, by <laughs> Odin's beard. What's going on, everybody? How you doing? Yeah, we're here. We're back on track. This is supposed to happen last week, but it did not. But now we're, apologies, we're back. We're doing it. That was my fault. <laughs> that was Odin's fault, but it's fine. He he had a thing to do. It was We figured it out. It was good. Me and Colo did a Pokemon Gold Silver Crystal review. It was real good. Turned out real good. It's good. So um, it's time to get into the show, and the first segment is what we've been doing in Pokemon. Odin, what have you been doing in Pokemon? I know the answer, and I'm going to get real um, jealous. Um, uh, well, honestly, uh, I played a little bit, and I mean a little bit, of Pokemon Mystery, Mystery Dungeon DX for the Switch. Fuck I played you. a little bit of it. My wife <laughs> has played more of it than I have. She's uh, completed the main story of campaign. But yeah. That's all. Okay. <laughs> really? Is that it? No other Pokemon things? <laughs> Seriously, that's fucking all. I mean, that's understandable. I haven't really done much Pokemon either. I've kind of just been like lounging around watching Netflix and podcasts and shit. I actually um I'm starting to use the time productively because I do on the Riley Podcast Mega Feed, brief brief self-advertising side tangent here, but who cares? I started a show called Riley does tokusatsu where I review tokusatsu shows, which are, if you're unfamiliar, Japanese Japanese live action like superhero shows. That's that's weird. So like the shows that Power Rangers gets its footage from, Super Sentai, and there's also Common Rider and like different things like that. Ultraman is probably the most well known of the tokusatsu. You ever heard of Ultraman? No, maybe okay. I probably have. <laughs> yeah, he's he's the most well-known, besides, you know, Super Sentai by way of Power Rangers, but not Super Sentai itself. I've yeah. been talking... I, I I started the show a couple weeks ago, and I talked about... I started talking about a Super Sentai called Lupin Ranger versus Pat Ranger, which is a Sentai where there's two teams of Rangers. There's a, a There are two teams of three Rangers. There's a team with a thief motif, and there's a team with a cop motif. And they fight monsters and also fight each other because they're cops and robbers. Yeah. And then I decided to turn my normal Netflix watching adventures into some content for that show because I had to watch a 10-episode Power Rangers series that I hate, Mighty Morphin Alien Rangers. So I decided I was going to complain about it on Riley Does Tokusatsu to maybe ease the pain of having to watch it. Yeah. So you can go hear me yell about Alien Rangers in the Wiley Podcast mega feed. Those... Those episodes should be going up daily. One come up, one went up today. I have one queued up for tomorrow, and I should get more done tomorrow. Once it's basically like so, I have a recording room, but okay. during the day it gets super hot, and if I run the AC, you can hear it in the recording. So I don't record during the day because I hate that. That annoys me that people have to hear the AC humming. So. When it comes to recording, like Riley does tokusatsu, I would do. I do it. I try to do it when my mom's at work, because you know there's the general AC in the house, but this back room doesn't get it because it's a back. It's a back room. It has a, it's had its own AC unit. 
So I usually wait until mom's at work and I do it in the kitchen. And mom has been calling in sick from work a lot, not because of COVID, just because she's been feeling under the weather for the past couple of days. She's back on the she's back on the horse now, though. So hopefully I can get some episodes done tomorrow while she's doing stuff. Yeah, yeah. And cue, the, cue them up so I can have those daily uploads. That's fair. So as for Pokemon, I really only played one game, and it was... um. I've been playing Pokemon Omega Ruby. This is uh, me working on what could potentially be the return of Nuzlocke Diaries. Now, I don't know if you remember, Odin, but I started a mini-series on this feed called Nuzlocke Diaries White, where I started a Nuzlocke Pokemon White and went gym by gym. But unfortunately, there were some safe valve shenanigans that made me have to end that after episode two. So I was like, okay, if I'm doing this again, I'm doing it on cart. So I started Omega Ruby 1, which is also a like a practice thing because the Blastburn Radio community in light of Blastburn Radio ending is planning on doing a big competitive X and Y Nuzlocke. And the thing about X and Y is super training exists, which means usually in competitive Nuzlocke, you have a couple weeks before the EV training starts because EV training gives you experience in early game. You don't have enough experience to go around to actually like fully EV train your Pokemon. With super training, that's not a fact. So everything's going to be EV trained right from week one, and I'm going to be a real sad boy. So I'm basically, this is basically my endurance training, is this Omega Ruby Nuzlocke where I'm going to super train my Pokemon that I plan on using for the whole game. So I've been doing a lot of that. I haven't even gotten the first badge yet, and I'm like seven hours in because I super trained my Torchic in attack and speed. I super trained my Poochiena in attack and HP specifically to fight the first gym because I really wanted to use Torchic and I knew that I was fucked in the first gym if I didn't have like a really good answer. So I'm like, I'm going to train this Poochiena to attack real good and not die. Huh. And I trained a Wingle that I caught who was plus speed nature. And I was like, okay, that's good. That's a good Wingle. I trained him in special attack and speed. And I got to the city. I went and got my other encounters and I got a pretty decent uh, Wismer. And the last time I did an Omega Ruby lock, my x just carried me through the whole game. So having a good x is probably going to get me a very long way. So now I'm in the process of super training that Wismer. Yeah. Yeah, when I did my Omega Ruby Wonder Lock back in the day, I think it was a Wonder Cage Lock that I did with my old buddy Cheese. Um, I had a Wismer that I got. Just like, you know, a regular old trade. Somebody caught it in the cave and didn't want it and traded it out. And I had it on my team because I was a big fan of Loudred because of the Mystery Dungeon games. Uh-huh. And it just ended up being the the Pokemon. The Pokemon. The one that I used, like, the whole game. Like, it got to the point where in Omega Ruby there's a thing where in the credits it'll show the Pokemon you use to fight each gym leader's ace. Yeah. Seven out of, seven out of the eight, it was that X-Cloud in whatever evolutionary stage it was in at the time. Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> I use that thing a lot. I think I think the only time the X-Cloud was not there was, like, Gym 8, and it was my Beedrill or something. Yeah. And then, in gym, and then in Gym 7, it was a double battle, so my Greninja also got to appear in the credits once. But other than that, it was all X-Cloud. Huh. Which X-Cloud is not generally considered, like, you know, the best Pokemon around, but I guess I, guess I made him work. Yeah. He demolished the whole game for me. But, um, yeah, so that's basically it. I'm doing a lot of super training, my endurance training. 
and I might turn it into a Nuzlocke diary. So maybe once I finally beat Roxanne, you guys will hear more in-depth podcast about it. That would be good. I'd like that. Yeah. I'm, I'm real sad that Nuzlocke Diaries White ended the way it did, and I want to get back on track with another game. Might as well. I'd also really love to do White again someday, but I'm going to have to like buy a cartridge of White off Amazon because <laughs> I don't want to do it on emulator again because I'm afraid the same thing will happen. <laughs> yeah. I really need to pick up the DS Pokemon games anyway. I need a fucking Ziploc bag because my 2DS games just fucking fall out of the thing. I guess what you <laughs> look at... I guess what what can you expect out of the fucking eighty dollar cheapo DS? But the games just fall the fuck out. I've lost like two cop, not my current copy, thankfully. I still have one, but I've lost like two copies of X and Y. I lost my mystery dungeon that I bought at Christmas before I even got a chance to really play it. I'm things the games just fall out of the fucking thing. They're, they're just gone. <laughs> I don't know what the fuck where the fuck they go. I went under my couch with a fucking flashlight. I can't find this mystery dungeon game. And and the X and Y copies, but the, funnily enough, both happened in a movie theater. So who the fuck knows where they ended up? I've never had that problem in my life, but hearing people have yeah, that problem. Because you bought the actual good 3DS, which I did too when I was a kid. But then I fucking lost that shit, and I two years ago I'm like, man, I really wish I had a 3DS. Oh, two DSs are eighty dollars. That'll be a good pickup. I won't lose money from buying the cheap DS. I won't lose money by way of games falling out. (laughs) So I uh. That's so I, I need to go back to my old ways because when I was a kid, I would carry around a Ziploc bag with all of my games in it, so that I could like switch switch between all of them at convenience. Because I, you know, I couldn't like stick to just like one or two when I was a well, kid. Yeah. Like I would, I would be on road trips and I'd be like, I want to have all my games, so I put them all in a convenient Ziploc bag. And now I'm thinking I need to have a game bag again because I need to put all my games in the bag when I'm done with them, so they don't fall out of the goddamn DS. <laughs> Good lord. In fact, let's check it right now. Okay, the Omega Ruby's still in there. Let's see how long that lasts. Jesus. I need to put my I need to put my DS on a fucking protective pedestal because one long move while it's sitting here on this couch and the Omega Ruby copy's just gonna be gone. <laughs> <laughs> just gonna be gone. I'm so mad about Mystery Dungeon in particular. I spent $20 on that shit like four months ago, and I played like two minutes of it. Damn, bro. Damn. <laughs> I really want to play Mystery Dungeon. I want to play Mystery Dungeon Explorer so bad. I don't want to play it on an emulator, because emulators fucking stutter. And I have Explorer as a Sky on my Wii U, but one day, a couple years ago, when I was just getting into Explorer as a Sky, my Wii U was like, hey, remember when I worked? Well, that was sure a fun time, but that's not the case anymore. <laughs> My Wii U would just start freezing five minutes after I booted up any game. If it would even let me boot up the game. Wow. And now, like, I figured maybe I was overworking it. I gotta let it sit for a while. And now that I've let it sit for a while, my gamepad charger's nowhere to be found. That's that's fucking weird. And I really don't, wouldn't, don't want to buy 
a gamepad charger if I'm not sure if my Wii U is going to work for more than 10 minutes at a time. Wow. But I'm sure I'll just crack down and buy one eventually out of curiosity, and the Wii U just, like, won't turn on at all because fuck me, and I'll get real pissed. Yeah. I could just buy a fucking... This wouldn't solve my Mystery Dungeon problem, but it would solve my wanting to have a Wii problem. I just need to drop 50 bucks on a fucking Wii. Because then, you know, I have a Wii. I have a GameCube, too. Because Wii's yeah. are GameCube also. I need to just drop money on a Wii. Because I've, like, thought of buying a GameCube before, and I keep remembering Wii's are fucking cheaper than GameCubes. And I can play Wii games, so I need to just go online and buy a Wii and a GameCube controller. Yeah. And a Wii remote, because I don't have a Wii remote. I have a nunchuck still, but I don't think I have any Wii remotes left. I'm very bad at keeping track of things. I lose things quite often. I don't think I have any Wii remotes left. Huh. I used to have a really... Cool- I I always get really pissed when I lose all these cool things. I used to have this really cool Luigi Wii remote. I don't know what the fuck happened to it. It just vanished one day. Huh. Like one day, like I think I had used it like even like a week prior and I'm like, oh boy, it's time to play myself a game for my Nintendo Wii. And I went and to find it and it wasn't there. And I'm like, well, I guess I'm just using my generic white one. I'll find it later. And then I never found it. I think my friend might have stolen it. I think she was there the last time I used it, now that I think about it. Conspiracy theories. Good lord. And now I have to stall for two more minutes because I forgot I had to pull up Pokedex.com. <laughs> Do you have any stories about losing things that you like since we've been on that tangent? Um, yes, actually. So, I used to have this white Pokemon that had Pikachu. Now, I know the Pikachu is definitely not one of my favorite Pokemon. At all. Wait, I couldn't get Hold on, shit. I think you cut out a little bit. The white Pokemon what? I had a white Pokemon t-shirt uh, several oh, okay. several years back, okay? Um, I uh, I loved the shirt. Like, I really, really did. It was such a great shirt. I lost it in the middle of a move. Like, I've looked through and poured through boxes just trying to find it, and I I've come up short, man. I haven't been able to find it whatsoever oh, man losing shirts that ha- that shit happens to me all the time i have cool no. ass shirts and they just disappear this shirt was so goddamn comfortable it was ridiculous i i, I miss oh, it dude. so much like seriously I, had a, I don't know if it fit me anymore i don't remember what size it was but like two years ago i had a nintendo 64 logo shirt that i would wear all the fucking time i loved this shirt and then yeah. one day it just didn't come back with my clean laundry, and I never fucking found it. Huh. Well, and also, uh, I don't know. I don't know the last time my mom did laundry. I haven't seen the Pixels shirt. I only wore that twice. So we'll see if I can yeah. find that or if Gingy wasted $20. Oh, God. Don't tell him that. <laughs> I mean, he, I think he listens to the show when it goes up. So I'm sure he'll figure it out that way. Maybe if I look, I'll, I'll, I'll go look in laundry baskets and see if I see Gingy, it. I'm not sure. Hear that. <laughs> I'm not sure that it's lost. I'm sh- I could probably find it, but like, I, I'm just not optimistic when I don't see shirts for a while. I'm like, fuck, do I still have this yeah. shirt? Yeah. I also have a Mario and Luigi shirt, which I, seems to be already lost. Like, I haven't seen that one since the first time I wore it. I don't know if my hmm. mom's just like throwing away all my shirts that she doesn't like secretly when she does my laundry. Yeah. I don't know. We're coming up with all the conspiracy theories today here on Pokemon Variety Hour of why all my stuff gets lost because I'm getting fucking robbed. This is what's happening. Um, huh. My mom's secretly throwing away my shirts. It's a conspiracy. 
Sounds like it. Alright, so that's about it for what we've been doing in Pokemon and some other side tangents because we've only done like two things in Pokemon. (laughs) Now it's time for the topic, which is we're back on our running series, which was going strong on that every two weeks schedule, but unfortunately we had a fall off. But we're right back to it with Gen 6. We got two Gens to go, and yeah, here we go. We get to start with, um, yeah, so we start with Pokedex number 650, 650. which is Fennekin. Weird that they only had two starters in this gen. They just didn't have a grass one. <laughs> I'm pretty I'm, I'm pretty sure that, you know, there, there was really only one true starter in this generation. That was, it was a water type. I, I wouldn't go that far. The, the, the Fennekin exists. He's, he's, she's obviously inferior, but she exists. Well, I mean, in theory. And in um, theory, the grass one does not exist. There just starter. was no grass one. Yeah, no, there was no there was no grass starter at all in this generation. In fact, I think they just skipped it because they knew that any idea they come up with at this point was just garbage. Well, I wouldn't go that far. I like a lot <laughs> of the grass starters. <laughs> pretty garbage. I don't like it. I don't like its progression. Are we talking about Chespin now? Are we talking about the, the, the Pokemon that doesn't exist? The Pokemon that does not exist, ladies and gentlemen, is Chespin number 650. <laughs> so, if you've listened to this show at all, you know about the connection between me and Chespin. <laughs> the Chespin line is famously my least favorite line in Pokemon. Now, th- this one in particular, this one, you'll hear about this with Poplio to a lesser degree is where the middle form really just is the thing that ruins Like, Chespin, he's fine. He's a little rat. He's a cute little dirt rat. He's fine. He's like a three. What do you give Chespin before I move on to Abomination? Definitely a a two. Yeah, I'll give Chespin a three. He loses... Basically, Chespin would be a five, but he loses a point for each of his evolutions because they're both horrible. So he gets a three. He's, He's ruined by what he evolves into. Like, I'm admitting right now that if Chespin was his own Pokemon, if he was just, like, a one-stage, like, one of those cute little one-stage boys, I'd probably give him a five. Because looking at Chespin, (laughs) he's actually pretty cute. But then we get to fucking Quilladin. God damn, this Pokemon. Look at his nose. I can't, dude. his dumb, pointy fucking nose. I can't look at it that long. It's just disturbing, okay? He's so stupid. It's awful. Oh my god, it's horrible. It makes me want to cry. Some of the Pokemon that I don't like I've seen during this thing, and I've looked at their art, and I'm like, yeah, they're actually not that bad. Quilladin, no. Fuck you. I hate Quilladin. He's the worst. One. One out of five. I'd give him a zero if I was giving zeros, but... Committed to not doing that. Lol. Yeah, no. He, Chestnut. Chestnut. Not as horrible as Quilladin, but still dumb. I'll give it a three. Chest, uh, Chestnut can have a three. That's about all. Just because he just because he has this armor-looking shell thing on his back. That's cool, I guess. But he'll he gets a three. They're trying to make him too cool. Like, when a Pokemon gets too cool, it sort of turns me off. I don't think... There's not a lot of Pokemon that have this for me. In fact, I think Chestnut might be, like, one of the only ones, barring, like, maybe one or two others. But he's just, like, he's trying too hard. Like, you know, he's got big old spikes on his back. He's got that big angry face. He's ready to fucking throw you out a window. And I'm about ready to fucking rip his spikes off and shove them in his eyes. (laughs) (laughs) 
I'm gonna give him a 1.5. <laughs> then we get to Fennekin, who Fennekin. I've been giving a lot of starters fives recently because starter designs are usually really good. Like even if they're not my favorite starter in the gen, they still get fives just because they're really solid. And I think Fennekin's gonna get that same treatment. Most of her line, anyway. One of them has been ruined for me, but we'll get there. Fennekin itself, I think, is gonna get a five. I'll give Fennekin a four. Um, the reason why I'm gonna give Fennekin a four is because I feel like the whole fire fox thing is a little overplayed. Um, I want to give it a lower score, but it's just too damn cute. Uh, Fennekin so, being a Firefox, that entire joke inspired my naming theme for. An- I did a Y Nuzlocke. It didn't last very long because, like, basically, I was I was playing in school and I was lazy, and I realized I was like five five levels under leveled for the second gym, and it would take a lot of grinding to uh, alleviate that. And I was just like, "Eh, fuck it. I'm just gonna switch to a normal run and like restart and just play for normal." And yeah. I was doing a. I-, I wanted to do a naming theme, but I couldn't think of what I wanted to do. And then I saw Benekid. And I was struck with inspiration. I might do this again in the future because it was a good idea and this Nuzlocke didn't go very far. In that run, I named all of my Pokemon after web browsers. Jesus. And I named the Fennekin Firefox. Of course you did. <laughs> of course. So anyway, we get to Brakeson, who... I mentioned that a member of this line was ruined for me. Um, oh, well. a bit of a... Uh, I don't know if you know where I'm going with this. Uh, I, I think Odin. I do because I I thought about it the first time I ever saw Brakeson. Um, a whole lot of you know degenerate types on the internet have had their fun with uh some some promiscuous Brakeson art. Oof! Not even not even Del Fox like Brakeson. It's gotten to the point where Brakeson is like has become the third, like, you know, there's usually, like, you know, the two Pokemon that get all the hentai. Uh, Gardevoir and Lopunny. Those are the main two. And Brakeson has become the third, and it's now a main three. Because I I happen awful. upon Brakeson hentai all the I, fucking I, time. I hate it when I'm trying to look up some really cool, like, actual art for backgrounds for my computer or my phone for Pokemon, and I come across some degenerate awful back like pictures i'm just like i don't want to see this and i don't Brakeson want my just doesn't have anything Brixen, i don't know why Brixen is attractive well i guess if you're a party, what do you see but like what do people physically see like i even don't get it the pokemon the other furry pokemon the other hentai pokemon i have talked about how that one does have some sort of appeal and i am a little bit attracted to it Brixen does not have that same appeal it doesn't. It, it's not designed like with a sexual undertone, like Lopunny is. It's just a fox. It's a fox with a wand. Yeah. Brakeson just... gets a. Brakeson gets a three. It loses two points for bad hentai. <laughs> Jesus Christ! I'll give Brakeson a three point five, just because I still do like it. It's a, it's a little wizard fox. Like I said, he loses two points for the hentai, so it would be a five. But he loses two points for the hentai. And he's a three. Um. Delphox, uh, not as much hentai, so going back Thank to God. five. Thank God. Thank God. Um, I really like the fire wizard fox aesthetic. Um, so I had a, a one of my playthroughs that I did, um, I did choose a uh, Fennekin, and I ended up having a Delphox, and it was male. I named it Merlin. Made What's no sense. Name? That's a good it, name. It was, 
solid name, but like having a male Delphox is just those are they're the Pokemon that like you see them as males and you're like, that doesn't make a lot of sense. That you know, Gardevoir. Le- same Pokemon that get used in Hetai, weirdly. Gardevoir and Lopunny, you see them as guys and you're like, uh, that doesn't look right. Yeah, they they yeah, yeah. Like you can be yeah. you can be whatever you wanna be, but um you don't you don't look like it. But why? <laughs> it's like why? Like, hey, hey, I I know the SJWs are going to come at me. Uh, they, they can identify however they want to identify. Like, if they tell me they're a guy, I'm going to call them a guy. But I'm not going to – I'm going to look at them and be like, oh, that's a chick, obviously. And but, this I, is po- but this wrong, is Pokemon, you know? and Pokemon are, li- are labeled to either male, female, or they're just non-gender because they're, they're technically mythicals. Oh, God. They- <laughs> Let's not go down this rabbit hole. I have non-gender a gender bind, non gender binary, <laughs> non gender binding. No, 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 no. They were because I listen. Were... Oh, go ahead. Non the Pokemon who don't have genders were non gender binary, uh, non binary, non binary, before it was cool. Yeah. Um... <laughs> So I have a particularly conservative friend who also happens to be infamous among this community. You guys know what I'm talking about. We don't need to we don't need to get into detail. But we both listen to a show called Pokemon World Tour United, which is a Pokemon tabletop roleplay show. And the GM like has like a character who's part of the party, an NPC who's like a running character that's in most episodes, named Victor, who has a lily pup named Biscuit. And he always refers to said biscuit as they, they, them pronouns. And my friend always gets real pissed about it. And I'm like, shut the fuck up. He can do what he wants. Jesus Christ. Damn. And my DM's like, Pokemon have two genders. And I'm like, I'm going to fucking kick your ass right now. Surprise! If you don't shut the fuck up. Froakie time. All right. Next, oh, Delphox, I give a 4.5. Oh, yeah, yeah, you gotta talk about Delphox. 4.5, good rating, good right. rating. Okay. Solid. Now, my boy. Froggo, Froggo, Froggo. Froki is the best, my opinion, the best starter, only because competitively the Pokemon is aggressive. So, well, it's... Evolve, final evolve, Greninja aggressive, but Froakie is a five and will always stay a five. Has a special place. Froakie's also a five for me. Uh, uh, my favorite starter of all time, if you've heard the starter <laughs> ranking episode, uh, this entire line is super good. I really love this entire evolutionary line. Uh, Froakie, in particular, in the anime was really interesting because he had the uh, Frubbles which would come up sometimes. It was, like, really interesting, like, battle tech that you don't get to see in the games because it's, like, a very motion-based thing that wouldn't really work in the games unless you just made it a move that, like, lowered speed and then it obviously wouldn't be as cool. Yeah. But have you seen the XY anime, Odin? Yes. So, yeah, you remember Froakie would use, like, the, the, the bubbles on his neck. They were called Frubbles, and he would, like, use them to, like, slow people down. Yep. And then I don't think... 
Frogadier might have used Frubbles, but Greninja doesn't have Frubbles anymore, obviously. So the Frubbles stopped coming up when Greninja was a thing. But anyway, we'll talk about Greninja in like two seconds. Froakie's a five. Now we get to Frogadier. Frogadier. Um, So I still like Frogadier, but I'm going to give it a 4.5 just because it's it's that middle transition to from badass to another badass. So, uh, I think the metal transition is done really well here, personally. It's like it's it. I've seen worse transitions. Don't get me wrong. I I, I definitely definitely have. <laughs> cool, it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. So, usually for me, a lot of the middle childs, the middle child Pokemon, fall into either they're really cool to the point where I like them better than the final evolution which is with stuff like, you know, Grovile and um, um, Cyndaquil kind of suffers from that. is real cool. Um, but Frogadier is one of the very few that, like, fall in between for me. Like, usually I either, not very few, but, like, a small group of Pokemon that's, like, usually I either love or hate the middle form. And Frogadier is just, like, he's great, just like everyone else. So he gets a five. <clears throat> yeah. And then we get to our boy, Gren! Greninja, you Greninja frog. I love this Pokemon a lot. Um, solid design, like really solid design altogether. Um, I would probably have to put it in like my top three starters for Pokemon. Mm-hmm. Uh, hands down, definitely. Uh, it gets a five. If I could give it more, I would. But five. Yeah. So Greninja, talking about like my history with Greninja in general, um, he's a ninja frog, and like this has become like a running thing for me. Like it only really worked with the ninja frog motif the first time, but I've kept doing it anyway. Um, when I first got X and Y and I was naming my Greninja, I was watching obviously Power Rangers like I have for my entire life, but specifically yeah. I was watching some episodes of season three of Mighty Morphin, which was a ninja season. So I saw a blue blue ninja frog, and I named him Billy after the blue Mighty Morphin Power Ranger. And it became tradition from then on. I haven't quite kept this up every time I've used the Faroki, but I've tried to be as consistent as possible. I'll, like, keep going up the line of blue rangers, and that's how I'll name my Greninja. Like, I had, after I had Billy, I had one named Rocky, and then I had, um, <clears throat> I think I skipped Justin, just because I wasn't feeling Justin, because Justin's a 12-year-old child and isn't a cool name for a ninja frog. Yeah. <laughs> I named one TJ, and I think I had one named Kai. So I'm up to Lost Galaxy. <laughs> but um, yeah, Greninja's best best boy, best starter. Ash Greninja also exists and is also very cool. Gren gets a five, obviously, and he is he has the highest of fives. Bunnelby, yeah. it's just a bunny. It's just a fucking bunny. Like I don't not like him. He's fine. But he's just—he's just a bunny. I'll, yeah. I'll give him a two. I'll give him a two. I—I, I, yeah. Honestly, like I want to give it less, but I—I I can't. It's—it's—it's it's, it's cool, but it's—it's it's just, just a cute. rabbit. He's a cute bunny, but he's just a bunny. Yeah, it's just a fucking rabbit. Now Diggersby, on the other hand, I think is going to get a four. I really dig Diggersby. Uh, pun intended. Jesus. You really digging that bee? I'm really digging that bee. I dig this trio. Um, I want. I want to go back and do that. Like, um, 
back when we were doing the old Pokemon show that we can never speak the name of, um, like right when we were about to start it up, I was in my digital design class where we were doing like Photoshop and Illustrator stuff. And I started making like promos for the show. And like, it was just, it was just like, I would put like the Pokemon that represented us heads on like stupid shit. There was one where I did team rocket and like the tagline was prepare for trouble. And I put like me penguin and he shall, who, who, who shall not be named representative Pokemon on the faces of Jesse James and Meowth. And I did one where the tagline was, I dig this trio and I put our heads on a duck trio. Good going. <laughs> Which sure I, imagine, that I, don't, I don't think Gingy was around at that time, but if he was, he probably would not have been happy. Yeah. I don't think I even knew Gingy yet back then. Like, I don't even think he had joined. I don't think even think he joined the Blaster and Radio Discord until like mid series three. And like, I've got the timelines in my head by what was going on in Blaster and Radio at the time because it was so closely linked to that. But I think it was, um, they were in the middle of series two when we actually started up our uh, podcast. Yeah. <clears throat> what do you think of Diggersby? I just I think it it's burly looking. <laughs> um, I'm I'd probably honestly give it like a uh, I'd probably give it like a three point five. I'm not a super huge fan of it. Okay, I'm gonna need to. All right, I'm gonna start taking a tally of how many times I hear mouse clicks from your end. And w- once the episode's over and I tally them all up, we gotta every for every mouse click I'm gonna. Um, I'm going to shoot you in the balls with a shotgun for every mouse work. click. Yeah. Well, my <laughs> mouse is clicky sounding, so you know, you're going to hear it. Yes, yeah, so we're going to be counting up, and then at the end of the end of the show, I'm going to pull out the shotgun, and Odin's not going to have any kids. Well, I already have one. I'm good. <laughs> yeah, he's good. He's not going to have any more kids. That blows. Oh, well. Do you plan on having more kids, if that's not too personal? Depends. Depends on uh, what the wife thinks. Do I want more kids? Well, like, if it yeah. were up to you, would you be interested in more kids? Yeah, absolutely. I'd like to go okay. for Yeah, I'd, I'd love to have kids in the future. I've always been really good with kids. I'm a big I'm a big kid guy to the point where I'm, like, the only career that I see in my head that I would even, like, remotely enjoy is doing some sort of childcare thing, and I'm going to look into it once high school's over. All right. But, um, Fletchling... Oh, did you did you rate? Did you give uh, Diggersby a rating? I did a three point five. Okay, just making sure. Don't want to miss anything. Fletchling. I like this bird. I also like this bird. Now, it is like just a bird. Like its evolutionary lines, I'm just gonna get high scores. But like, if it was just based on me looking at this picture of Fletchling, it'd probably get like a two or maybe a three. But with how much between the games and the anime, how much personality is given to this? dumb little bird is ridiculous like the beginning of x and y the very first thing you see is a fletchling flying across your house into your room and pecking you in the face to wake you up it's like bitch get up get the fuck up and then in the anime he like i think he's who who was it i think it was the dene uh bonnie's little dene was like about to eat a fruit and then fletchling flew in was like nah bitch this is my fruit now (laughs) And then Ash, like, fought it and caught it. And, like, Ash's Fletchling had a lot of personality. Like, honestly, that's a weird thing about the anime. Like, one of my criticisms is Pokemon kind of seem to lose some of their personality when they evolve. Like, 
they did this right in a lot of cases. Like Gligar and Gliscor still kept the personality intact. Chikorita and Bayleaf, but a lot of the times when Pokemon evolved, they kind of lose their like defining personality traits they had when they were like younger. And with Fletchling, I think that kind of happened because Ash's Fletchling had a whole lot of personality, and once it evolved into Fletchadur and later Talonflame, it didn't feel as much like that. Yeah. I've done the thing again where I've scrolled down to the Pokemon card that's made the website bros. Good job. All right, what are you going to rate, Jess, uh, Fletchling? Because I'm going to give it a four or a five. Fletchling, Holy I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm definitely giving it a four. Yeah, yeah, Fletchling gets a four. Okay, good. For a minute, I thought the Pokemon cards literally crashed my whole browser. That would have been very funny. Um, <laughs> Fletchender, on the other hand, look at his boy. He's so dank. He's so cool. He's going to steal your girl. Mr. Steal your girl flying in. Fletchender oh, gets a five. Oh, man. Fletchender. You just you just look like you just look like a slightly better bird, Mr. Steelio girl flying in. Like he, Fletchling is you, you know. Just got a new job, starting a new, you know, do something with yourself. Fletchender comes in and is like, "Hey, I've been working this job for five years. I drive a Mercedes or a BMW, and <laughs> I wear Rolexes. That's what his wings look like because they have the they have the yellow tips on them. Like I wear Rolexes." Down to the specific, like, watch and car, you have this person locked, <laughs> this Pokemon locked. Oh, man, just wait till we get to uh, Talonflame. <laughs> so, yeah, Fletchender gets a 5. So, did you Fletcher, get Fletchender a number? Fletchender gets a 4.5. Okay, now let's hear your... Now I'm very curious. We have to hear your uh, metaphor right. for uh, Talonflame. Now. Now, all right, so we just got to describing Fletchling as you. Fletchinder is the guy who's been working at this job for five years. Now, Talonflame, this guy, he is hands down one of the most scariest mob bosses who live in New York City. Holy shit, bro. (laughs) This guy has built up people. He has connections. John Wick hates him. (laughs) (laughs) but he can do and get anything he wants to with his big pecs oh my god his dude this guy is just intense like he looks at you and you're intimidated you're just like "Mm, i don't want to mess with you he's got that flame body this guy doesn't even have to drive a car he gets rolexes given to him this guy gets driven <laughs> around everywhere. He He's got bangs. Rolexes on every limb. <laughs> Rolexes on every limb. His tail is covered in Rolexes. <laughs> covered in Rolexes. <laughs> yeah, Talonflame's a cool ass fucking giant phoenix bird. Amazing. And the also, only thing- also weirdly enough, it wasn't a naming theme. This is just a coincidence because I have a very one track not mine. When I originally named him. Also a Power Rangers name, because it was a female Talonflame, and it was a Firebird, and Pterodactyl Firebird Thunderzord Power, I named it Kimberly. <gasps> that one I did not keep up, though. I, 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 I came up with some new names instead of going down the line of Power Rangers like I have with Greninja. All right, yeah, man. Big, big five for Talonflame. Yeah, I'm going to give Talonflame a five. I wish I 
Oh, look, it's a caterpillar. Just a caterpillar, a normal caterpillar from real life. Which guy's a one? Uh, I don't know if I, like, dislike. Same thing with Bunnelby. I don't dislike him, but he's just there. So I'm going to give him a two. Yeah. No. They can have a one. Okay. So Spubo was going to also get a two. But now, now um, picture this for a second, Odin. Because just looking at this picture, I've created a story about Spupa that just, like, now makes you want to give him a five. <laughs> He's... This Spupa has just robbed a store of all of its sticky notes, and he's running Jesus away. Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> all the sticky this notes. This just robbed his staples. <laughs> <laughs> he robbed his staples of all the sticky notes, and now he's trying to get away, and all the sticky notes are flying off of him. Because this, this picture does look like he's, like, his, like, fruff is up, like he's, like, moving, and there's, like, little, like, things that look like sticky notes flying off of him. So I just imagine so, this is the stick, sticky note bandit running away from his scene of the crime. So this is how I imagine Spupa, okay? So okay. I'm going to I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna give a story, okay? I'm going to give a story. So Which story is all, better? Vote in the, vote in the straw poll. The, the straw <laughs> polls of just being whose opinions are better is boring. This episode of straw poll is going to be which Spupa story was better. So I'm going to start off with Scatterbug here, okay? Okay. So Scatterbug is, you know, he's your, he's your uh, diaries of a wimpy kid, you know, at school. <laughs> <laughs> he's your <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's a He's the kid that everyone picks on because, you know, he's got three hairs, he looks goofy, and he's buck tooth. All right? Wasn't that fucking, that wasn't, that wasn't Greg, that was half, that was fucking Fregly. I look. I'm just saying. He looks like he's straight out of <laughs> Diaries of a Wimpy Kid. <laughs> Scatterbuck's fucking fraggly. Now you want to see uh, my pimples during the summer. Want to see my mole <laughs> during the summertime uh, when school's out? Um, he happened to go through this uh, life change where um, he developed amnesia. Oh no! And <laughs> and he. His mom was so worried about him that she makes him wear, like, a jacket all the goddamn time. But, see, he forgets everything. So, he just has a family who, like, puts post-it notes everywhere on him and in his room. (laughs) He he wakes up, and he's just been rolling around in post-it notes all over his bed to make sure he remembers shit. So... He he's just running around frantically trying to get all this shit done because he has so many post-it notes to tell him what to do. <laughs> and along the way, he you know he loses some, so you know his parents get really angry at him because he forgot oh, to do no. shit. Super, no. And you know it, it, the only lucky part for him was the fact that you know this jacket was able to cover up his buck tooth, so you know and he 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 went bald and shaved his three hairs. I'm going to remember Spoopa forever now because of these two stories. He gets a five just because of this lore we've created. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, but, uh, what do you Spupa, get, Spoopa? I'll give Spoopa a three because I actually do like the uh, design for The post-it note. And now we get to Satan. Toga Satan. Number 666. Vivian. Oh. I believe oh. is the actual pronunciation. I've always said Vivillon, but I think it's Vivian. Oh, Vivian. Oh, the times have changed. Oh, so, man. Vivian is 
real cute, and I really like him. I don't want to give him a five because, like, I like him better than Spupa design wise, but we don't have a good enough we don't have a good enough life story for this Vivian. And um, he's really cute. I'm gonna give him four. I'm gonna give him a four point five. I don't feel like he's quite deserving of five, but he's almost there. So poor Spupa here grew up. You know. Oh no! Here we he's, go. Uh, he's moved. He's been able to move past his post-it note phase. No longer has amnesia through miraculous, uh, miraculous uh, happenings, and he no longer has to wear a jacket. But see, the horrible part about this is that his mother didn't realize that the jacket that he put on him was uh, radiated with nuclear, uh, just nuclear radiation. Oh, so no. he's wing. now. Because Spupa grew wings, he could go anywhere. So he decided to fly to many different countries. And as he went to different Hello. countries, he changed the way he looked just to blend in with this, blend in with society so that he could be accepted. Because oh my of all, God. His, Ten all out of hardship through being a scatterbug, you know, <laughs> all he wanted to do was be a part of the cool kids. And um, you see, Odin's yeah. going to come up with. Odin's going to start coming up with lore for all these Pokemon, and I'm going to give nonstop fives because they're all so good. <laughs> but yeah, so Vivian... Uh, when like, he, Vivian uh, was already almost a five. It just needed a little push to the edge, and Odin, you just gave it that push. It's good at a five. Yeah, well, when Spupa, when Spupa decided to uh, start traveling around, he changed his name to Vivian and uh, you know started changing up his looks wherever he went so he could fit in and be accepted and not look like an outcast. I relate. I relate, people. And if you I notice, all those, um, all those post-it notes that his family used to leave on, leave around for him, and it would get attached to his jacket. They've kind of grew now into his fused wings. to him. Yeah, they, they grew into his wings. Now, now the patterns and stuff are just like all they're 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 squares like post-it notes. So oh he God. always has reminders of where he came from, so Holy he doesn't get home. We're creating so much lore here today. Pokemon Company, feel free. Just discredit us in, in the end credits, but feel free to reference all of this amazing lore. Yep. Just tell us the story of Viv- Vivalod, and then just, like, right right at the bottom of the credits. You know, they can go right real fast. Just have to say thank you to Pokemon Variety Hour for this <laughs> expert lore. A long time ago, there was a Pokemon named Vivalon. <laughs> Zivalon, as told by Morgan Freeman. This was a beautiful Pokemon. <laughs> it had beautiful wings. Flew about. Yes. It just flapped its beautiful wings. And floated across the seas. <laughs> Traveled to many lands. <laughs> so, uh, Litleo. <laughs> Listen here. Fucking this guy. This guy. This guy. This fucking Build-A-Bear workshop Pokemon right here. (laughs) (laughs) It just looked like a stuffed animal. Well, hug him. Squeeze him. He's so cute. You probably could. It doesn't have any bones. Oh my god. (laughs) It's just a (laughs) ragdoll. No, it has bones though. <laughs> Lilio's Lilio's a little too generic. Like he doesn't have. I think the, he he should have had a different color scheme because I think the only difference between Lilio and Shinx 
is that Lilio has a less interesting color scheme, and that's going to drop him a whole point for me. I'm going to give Lilio a four because he just isn't all that interesting, but he is very cute, and I want to hug him and squeeze him. So Lit Leo here is a runaway from the build bear workshop. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> some, um, some annoying child was like, I want to build a bear. No, I'm gonna build a lion. I'm gonna put a mohawk on it. And this, this, this oh, stuff here did not like it. It, it, uh, it wanted to be its own, so it ran away and uh, slowly <sighs> evolved and grew up, gained some bone structure, and uh, turned into a three on my list for this Pokédex calling, <laughs> and moved to a Pyroar. <laughs> All right, what was the Lilio number rating for you? Three. Okay, yeah. I figured, but I wanted to make sure I understood that right. Then we get to Pyroar, who has a gender difference. Um, I think I gave different ratings to the unpheasant gender difference, but I don't think I'm going to need to do that for Pyroar. I like them both like equally for separate reasons. Honestly, so- I, really like, I really like that there's the male and female difference. I really like the design, the fire mane. And the fire, like, slick back for the female. I think Pyroar is going to get a five. Pyroar is an underappreciated king. So it looks like the female version of Pyroar is about to, like, be in the background of Beyonce's All the Single Ladies music video. And it's pretty disturbing. The hair slick back. All the single ladies. All the single ladies. All the single lions. All the single lions. All the single. Lions, put your paws up. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no. Um, I don't really. Uh, it's, it 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 looks like a mixture between Xena, the warrior princess, and Beyonce had a baby with a lion. Holy shit! And... I want to give the female an eight out of five. That description is the best thing I've ever heard. <laughs> <laughs> it's just. It's like. It's like Beyonce and Xena Warrior Princess. Holy it's, shit. It's like it's like maybe it's good or maybe it's Maybelline. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. This episode is too good. It's like it's posing for Vogue over here. Jesus. It's crazy. I'm gonna give it a four. Alrighty. I'm gonna give it a five, like I already said, because it's a fire war. My baby! Flip it, baby. Flip it, baby. Flip it, baby. Flip it, baby. flower. He hugs the flower. It's his friend. carries it around. <sighs> this is the product of hipsters. I'm sorry, what? Hold on. This is the product of hipsters and um, hippies, like, put together. This is a flower child. Literally. <laughs> Look at him. He's hugging the flower. He's hugging the flowers. So cute. Yeah. Yeah. It's cute. I was going to give Fulbaby a four, but I'm looking at Fulbaby closely, seeing him hug the little flower bud. He's a five. He's a cutie. Excuse me. I am so sorry. Cherry Pepsi, everybody. Drink it. Hell yeah. High five. Hell yeah. Um, for baby, I'm going to go ahead and give it a two. <laughs> Burn Mostly the non believers. It's just, eh. Uh, it could, all right, I'll give it a 2.5 because it's kind of cute. Oh my God. 
I forgot how much I love Floet, guys. Floet no. gets a, a thousand out of five. I'm sorry. Look That's, at her. Um, Look at Floet. It She's looks so like cute. someone forgot how to teach her how to do uh, eyelashes. So she has like, two teardrops, like raindrops. It's cute. She's it's fucking... so cute. It's like, oh my god, okay. She also looks like she's going to use the flower as a tennis racket, which is a very funny image to imagine. It looks so happy. At the same time, it's going to beat your ass. She's going to play some fucking tennis with your skull, bitch. Some flower tennis with your fucking skull. I'll give it a three. Foek, it's a five. Now, Gorgeous, I really like... But the other, her previous evolutions have more going for them in terms of like something that really charms me and makes me want to give them a five. Florges is still like good though. So I'm going to give Florges a four. So I'm going to give Florges a five. I'm going to tell you oh, why. Shit. Okay. I'm about to get another like backstory lore into I don't, Florges. I don't know how many people are who, I don't know how many people who listen to this or even if you're aware of this, but there is a such thing. As uh, RuPaul's Drag Race, okay? I'm very well aware of the existence of RuPaul's Drag Race. Florges reminds me of RuPaul. Oh my god. You can't see Florges the same way anymore now, can you? Uh, Florges is going to be going down to a three, folks. <laughs> <laughs> but I, when I look at Florges, I, I, think of, um, I think of RuPaul's Drag Race, and I'm really ashamed. That's how I feel. <laughs> really? <laughs> Because that just—it's not that I'm ashamed that I know of RuPaul's Drag Race because it's such a great show, really, really seriously great. I'm upset because I don't really think about regular beauty pageants anymore. All you I just think of RuPaul's, RuPaul's Drag, Drag Race because of how much oh I watched it. With I, I see anytime something like this, I'm like RuPaul's Drag Race. God damn it! I'd like to point out we have 49 Pokemon left, and we're already an hour in. This episode is too good. This is great. There's too much good material, and I think <sighs> Odin might have places to be. I do. I gotta stop giving backstories for all this awesome stuff. It's so good, though. It's such a good a, episode. I do have a couple good boys, though, that are getting backstories still. Okay, speaking of good boys, Skiddo get to fucking 100. Skiddo gets a 3.5. Don't you talk shit about my little goat baby. I will die for Skiddo. Look at him. Look you at better him. Get dying, Riley. He's so cute. He's a cute little goat baby. He's five. He's five. Also, also, another Pokemon World Tour United reference. Pokemon World Tour makes Pokemon better. Um... Uh, one of the main characters, Rose, had a skiddo for a time that she ended up trading away to a to a French person, and this is why it's funny. Uh, so she na- she named the skiddo Scoops, and when she traded it to the French person, the French person would call it like Scoops, like in a really funny French accent, <laughs> and like they kept like ragging on it. Like I guess the GM did that voice, and the players were all like super into it, so they're like. Uh, I'm sorry, what'd you say again? Scoops. I'm sorry, one more time? <laughs> oh, I said scoops. <laughs> <laughs> nah, Skiddo gets a 3.5. It's adorable, but... Scoop. Meh. 
And then when Scoop grows up and becomes a big boy, becomes Go-Go, who also gets a five, because you can ride him in X and Y, and it's really cool. <sighs> oh, Go-Go gets a 4.5. Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, next boy. Pancham. Pancham. Oh, my God. He's a panda. This is a troubled youth right here. Um, doesn't live in a very good community. Um, lots of the people who uh, he lives around, uh, they work for the mob boss Talonflame. Um, <laughs> so you can kind of tell that he looks a little bit like a uh, like he's up to no good at all. So uh, I'm going to give him a four. Okay. Because he's adorable. I feel it. I feel it. Pantram gets a five because he's an adorable fucking bear, and I love him. I used Pantram and Sword and Shield for a time. It was pretty good. And it also evolved into Pangoro, and I used that for a little bit. Speaking of Pangoro, five. Five. Like, yep. not even the contest. I like I like me a fighting tuxedo bear. It's not even a tuxedo. It's like, it, it's, it's like he works in a dojo, and his clothes that he wears are a little tattered up, but they're amazing looking. Hands down. Fighting pandas. Let's go. Fighting pandas are the best pandas. Next up is Furfro. Furfro. Furfro? Furfro. 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 Is Furfro next? I lost my shit for a second. The dog that you could style its hair. You could, in fact, style Furfro's hair. I would always style mine Egyptian. Furfru doesn't exist in Sword and Shield, does he? Nope, not yet. Was there a Furfru haircut place in um, Sun and Moon? Could you get your Furfru style? I don't like. Remember. I'm trying to. I'm trying to think of how that mechanic works. I know there's a Furfru haircut place in X and Y. I don't know if they put one in Oraz or in um, Sun and Moon. Uh, I don't remember. But um, I really like the mechanic that you can style its hair. But other than that, it's unextraordinary. It's a five. He's, I'd say it's a 3.5. I like it because you can give it an Egyptian hairstyle. So, five. Esper is like he's from a horror movie. He five. looks like he's going to make my brain melt. Um, uh, I love I used to. I used to love him, but then I realized how creepy he was, and I still love him, but slightly less. I'm going to give him a four. Esper is that creepy child, is that creepy kid in class who doesn't stop staring at people. He has no, he knows no limits of boundaries. Just, just stares. Like I'm really bad at that. Like I'll see a person and I'll stare at them like almost completely. Oh, by I believe, accident. I believe that you're that person, Riley. I believe that. But by accident, though, not like creepily. <laughs> it just happens. I, think, I totally believe that you're that creepy stalker stare kind of guy. Wow, I'm so so glad you not, think that. Not much saying that you are that, but you're that you do that. Like your stare just looks like I'm gonna stalk you later. Be ready. Like you have the, you probably have the Esper stare. Um, hopefully not. I hope I'm not that creepy. But it gets a five for me because I love Esper. Esper is just I'm so goddamn But who actually does get a five is Meowstick, specifically. If you were rating the male and female forms separately, I'd give the male one a four and I'd give the female a five. Because the female has this period designed by a mile. I like both of them, but the female one just looks so goddamn elegant. It does. It is amazing. So I'm going to give it a five. Both of them, though. All right, next is Honedge. Um, next is Honedge, the Pokemon who 
almost cut my head off in that one tabletop game I played a long time ago. <laughs> I told the story before, but long story short, one of the players had a Han Edge and was very chaotic type of person and definitely did actually kill people within the campaign. And there was one point in which I was trying to expose him for his criminal ways and he very nearly cut my head off with a Han Edge. And I asked, this is a very funny moment, like on the GM's part, I still don't understand the logic here. So there's a sword on my neck, ready to cut my head off. And my character turns to his Pokemon and is like, help, please. And the GM decided that the Pokemon had no idea what I was talking about. They're like, well, what's wrong? There's nothing wrong here. <laughs> what, what, could what could he possibly be referring to? So I had to give very specific instructions on to why I needed help and what needed to be done, even though there was an actual sword to my neck. And I feel like the logic could have been made there. Yeah. But Honage is Sword Ghost, and I really like that he's Sword Ghost, and he's getting a five. Yeah, no, the the whole line for me, honestly, fives. Yep, the whole line gets a five. Doe Blade, Age of Slash, all really cool. Age of Slash should get more than a five, but, well, five is... Five's our limit. Five's the limit. Alrighty. Okay, so what's next? Spritzy. Okay, five. Uh, Spritzy. I don't think he's five material. He's good. I'll probably give him a three point five. Adorable. This is a pink bird. It's adorable. It's all foofy and has little tiny feet and has eyelashes and a beak with no nostrils and just it's a beautiful bird. Pesky bird. <laughs> it's adorable though. It's a little fairy bird. Yes. Then we get to Aromatiz, who is uh, a, a sassy black po po sassy black woman. Wow. I'd give a, I'd more say Aromatiz is more like her can-can dancer. <laughs> no, like, look at the pose. She gives off like that. She gives off that vibe. She gives off that, like, sassy black woman vibe. I suppose. That is not my job. <laughs> Shut up, Ryan. Shut up. Shut up. <laughs> and because of that Drake and Josh reference... Aromatiz gets a five. I'm gonna give Aromatiz a three because I actually don't like. You don't like Drake and Josh? Banned. I thought I don't like Aromatiz. Oh, I thought you said you didn't like Drake and Josh. I was like banned, banned instantaneously. All right, bye. Swirlix is a cut kid. He's so cute. Swirlix is adorable, but I want to know what that little thing down at the bottom is. What is that? Uh, what what is that supposed to be? Look, man, Swirlix like rocket. <laughs> it looks like something straight out of Rick and Morty. If Swirlix wants to rock out with his, <gasps> he looks like a plumbus. No, <laughs> I ruined you. It's a plumbus. <sighs> plumbus. If I catch one, I'm gonna name it Plumbus, and I'm gonna trade it. Plumbus, God. Then we got Slurpuff, who's just as cute and also really cool and also really interesting and competitive. Slurpuff gets a five. Four. Okay. <clears throat> All right. Next is Inke. Inke. Five. It's adorable. Gets a five <clears throat> specifically because of Team Rocket. It wants to touch the butt. That's what it's looking up. This image on this picture looks like it's looking up at something, and it's the butt. 
I want to touch the butt. I feel it in K. That's what I feel like every day. Malamar's it's, is fucking dope. Malamar is a Malamar's five. A fucking five. Dope. Yeah, Ma- Malamar for me is a five. I fucking love Malamar. <sighs> I think it looks cool. All right. Malamar Bin- is cool, and now we're at Binacle. <sighs> Binacle. He's just a weird. He's just weird. This Pokemon is awkward. He's a 2.5. He's weird. I'm going to give it a 1. I, I, I don't dislike him, but he's weird. I just... Nah. Nah. Um, Barbarical. And we got to talk about Barbarical. Who, um, Barbarical. So, if you haven't heard of it, this is another me plugging as a side tangent, but um, me and Colo have been doing a Let's Play of Pokemon Clover for a while now. And Pokemon Clover is the 4chan Pokemon game where all the, like, 70% of the Pokemon are memes. And one of the meme Pokemon... Why'd you laugh, Odin? Do you know where I'm going with this? Kinda. Like, do continue. One of the meme, one of the meme Pokemon is called Bar Barkley, and it's just the Bar Barkle. But it's also that basketball player, and it's Cry is... The the part of the Space Jam song that goes, "Hey you, what you gonna do?" <sighs> wow. <laughs> okay. Um, See, so yeah, I'm gonna go to five because of Barb Barkley, because it's the only thing I see when I look at Barbarico. Hey you, what you gonna do? Did you give a number rating to Barbarico? Oh yeah, yeah. Barbarico gets like a two point five. Okay, then we got Skrelp. Five. Also five. I love it. I love this Pokemon so goddamn much. It's a little poison dragon. A little poison boy. Then we got Dragalgi. Five! Five! He's good. He's just good, y'all. Fuck, I... Dragalgi and Skrelp are just gorgeous. They are really gorgeous. I I really love them on a lot of levels. Um, Then we got Clauncher. Five! A five because of another Drake and Josh reference, because I just... I looked at him, and I saw that he was a... I was going to call him a really big shrimp, and then I remembered that that was the name of a Drake and Josh episode. Wow. Can you not ruin Clauncher and Clauncher? <laughs> the episode called a Really Big Shrimp, in which Josh accidentally signs the rights of Drake's music over to some, like, shitty shoe company because they had some really big shrimp that he liked. Wow. Clauncher has a giant fucking laser claw. It's a fucking cannon, Clawitzer. It is essentially a massive blasting cannon. I'm going to tell you this. This is my favorite, absolute favorite Pokemon from the Kalos region. It's even For a minute, Dragon. I thought you were going to say it's your favorite ever. And I was going to be like, whoa. It is above Greninja. For me. I love wow. this Pokemon so much. I am so angry that we haven't gotten it back in the game yet. Oh my god, hold on a minute. Odin. What? Ignore the cannon claw and look at the rest of Clawitzer and listen to the words I'm about to say. I might make Clawitzer even better for you. Just look at... Ignore the cannon. Look at the rest of the Pokemon. Okay. Shrimp shrimp ninja. Oh my god. (laughs) Oh my god. Oh my god. 
Oh my god. <laughs> oh my god. I cracked the code. I figured it out. Oh my god. <laughs> Claw is the best Pokemon ever. I think I like it more than Kalisopod. Oh my god. How is that even possible? Because Shrimp Ninja. <laughs> no, 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 no. I still like Golisopod more, but this Pokemon is like second. Absolutely second in my tier list for absolute favorite Pokemon. It, it's done. It's permanently... Your boy, your child, Helioptile. Gross. Get out of here. What? Get out of here. Sir. Why do they Heliopthal give it a normal not the... type? Heliopthal Why do they give it the a normal type? What's the fucking I point? Like I like normal dual types. I think it's a cool concept that should be used more. I was rooting for fire normal on fucking score bunny for God's sakes. I yeah. think normal dual types are really it cool. susceptible to fucking fighting types. No big deal. Normal stab is worth more than you give it. Normal stab goes a long way. I guess. I guess. I just. Yeah. I'm fighting myself here, man. I am. I'm just. Uh, oh, God. I don't know. I don't know how to feel. I just. Uh, no. 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 Uh, maybe. Okay. Maybe it's okay. So. Okay. Heliotag is a 3.5. Heliotag is pretty good. Like a 3. Heloisk, not perfect, but I like him more than Heliotag, and I think he's really good. 4. Uh, I got a 3.5. Okay. Then we have 5 Runt. Oh, I'm sorry. I mean Tyron. He's a 5. 4. Okay. Okay. Then we have Tyrantrum. Um... Can you say Jurassic Park? Jurassic Park. Yeah. And what did Jurassic Park score in the boxes when it first came out? A lot of money. <laughs> Five. <laughs> yep. Who doesn't like Double a giant T-Rex? Yeah, how would you not like a giant T-Rex? Amora. It's adorable. It is adorable. Oh my god, I love, I'm in love with Amora. The more I get to five. Jesus Christ, this is big looking eyes, at this, Looking at this picture for five seconds, I'm like, okay, you've sold me, Amora. I'm sorry it's, that I was going to give you lower than a five. You get a five. It's the big eyes. What do you give him? Or the fact that it looks like an unshelled shuffle. Oh. My. God. <laughs> <laughs> Odin. We are cracking so many codes on this episode. We are looking deep into Pokemon lore. <laughs> I thought this episode was going to be lame and too short because there's only 70 Pokemon at Gen 6. Not so. You're welcome. Then we get to Aurorus. Aurorus is a fine Pokemon. So it's okay. It's on and on and on. Aurorus is the one line I remember, so I need to find this again. I definitely pulled it back up a couple months ago, and it's somewhere in my Discord DMs. But I have to take it up again. Some fan with some sort of foreign accent that made it funnier. I don't know exactly 
um, foreignity it, it is, but um, a fan with a little bit of a foreign accent made a Kalos poker rep that I really enjoyed laughing at as a kid, and I pulled it up again a couple months ago. And, like, the one line that's been glued in my mind from it is the Aurorus one, where he's like, Aurorus is a fine a Pokemon. Wow. Which is the which is the rhyming line that goes into, and the list goes on and on and on. I believe Aurorus is actually the final final Pokemon on the list, actually, or something like that. The list did not go on and on. Well, um, yeah, Aurorus is a fine a Pokemon. I don't think he's quite as good as his predecessor. I'll give him a four point five. Yeah, I'll get a four. Hey, look, it's an evolution. You know what that means? Five. Four. Gross. Burn the non-believer. Yeah. I still give it a four. Okay. Alucha. Five. Five. Obviously. It's a luchador bird. What's not to love about Halucha? I love Halucha. Fucking love this Pokemon. Ah! I'm sorry. Oh my god. I wasn't gonna give the Denny a five, but look at him. Look at his eyes. Look at his mouth. I see Look a lot of animals. Cheeks. Look at his little cheeks. <clears throat> the only... I think I'm going to give him a 4.5. The only place he loses points is he is probably the most shameless Pikachu clone. Because he's just Pikachu, but small, fat, and orange, and has, like, some extra features. Yeah. Yeah, I'd give it, like, a 4. Um, Carbink. 3. I agree. 3 is probably a good rating for him. Yeah. A rock with fur. Gumi, more like fives all around, baby. I'll give it a five. Yeah. I, I like the Gumi line. Gumi gets a five. Sligo gets a five. Gudra gets a If I could give it more than a five, I would. Gudra. Klefki. Klefki! Klefki gets too much hate. Calling it right now. Klefki, he's not five material. He's not the best of the best. But he's sure as fuck for material. He's a good boy. I'll give it a four. Good. You've given it the correct score. Dead tree stump, baby! Is a dead child. Literally a dead child. Five. <laughs> yeah, so he gets a five for being a dead evil child. This is what happens to your kids when you do abortions. You create phantoms. You can cut that out. Oh my god. <laughs> I'm not cutting that out. Look, this is what Jinji gets for not editing, because I think that's a hilarious joke. That's a joke that Jinji would cut, but I think it's fucking hilarious. It's staying in. Wow. We live on the edge here at Pokemon Variety Hour. Riley's the audio engineer. Well, lots of things also get said on here that a lot of people would deem sketch. It's totally sketch, bro. Very sus. Very sus. Yeah, Phantom gets a five for being a dead kid. Um, yep. Trevenant gets a five for being a dead kid and also being fucking awesome. Yeah, Trevenant's just awesome looking. Five. Five, excuse me. Nice. <laughs> nice, bro. Um, Pumpkaboo, look at him. Five. Five. <laughs> five. Okay, can we talk about how... Five. There's... Can we talk about how Pumpkaboo has like a... So, when Pokemon have different forms, they have a drop-down menu, so you can view the different forms. Pumpkaboo has a drop-down menu for all of its sizes, but there's no change. It's the same image. <laughs> uh, 
Thanks, Pokemon.com slash US slash Pokedex. So I just want to state this. Shiny Pumpkaboo looks amazing. Pumpkaboo does, does look better than Shiny. But anyway, Pumpkaboo's a five. Gorgeist, also a five, five, baby. Five. So the lore behind Gorgeist is that it drags people to hell. Yeah, that's pretty dope, bro. That's yep. pretty cash money, man. Oh, yeah. Yeah, big fives. Big fives. Then we get to Bergmite, who... He's really cute. Uh, I don't want to give him a five, though, because he's lame. He's pure ice type. Pure ice types are lame. I'm going to give Bergmite a four. I'm going to give it a three. Speaking of threes, I think I'm going to give Avalog a three. The only thing... Yeah, the only thing that Bergmite had going for me as a pure ice type is that he's cute, and Avalog is not cute. So Avalog gets a three. Yeah. Noibatis, look at him, he's so Five. cute with his big ears. Five. Five. Noivern, awesome dragon. Five. Absolutely five. Hell yeah, baby. <sighs> Xerneas. Xerneas, more oh. like Fornius. I just, I just, you know, it looks cool, but it's also like, eh. Eh. Like, I, 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 it's, it's like Bambi's mom died, went to heaven, came back a celestial being. Oh my god. Odin, stop it. <laughs> stop being so good. See, son, you can do anything when you die. Oh my god. I'll give it like a three-ish. Three-ish. Now. Five. I don't know if you've already heard this. Is there a shiny setting on Pokemon.com? No. Alright, pull up a picture of shiny Veltal for me and tell me when you have it in front of you. It's bacon. It's literally a bacon. Yes, that's, that's what I was about to do. Yes, bacon. But but Eveltal? I fucking love Eveltal. One of the best legendary designs, I think. Five. Then we got our boy Zygarde. Now, Zygarde has multiple forms here. He has a- so, if we're, if we're ranking all the forms, if we're giving all the forms separate scores, the, the default form, 50%, gets a 4. Yeah. The 10% form, the doggo form, gets a 5, because it looks like fucking Crypto the Super Dog and a fucking alien had a baby. Yeah. And Complete now, Form gets a 5, because holy shit, it's literally a Megazord. Megazord. <laughs> yeah! It's yeah, complete Zygarde is sexy. The Hoenn coexistent forces Megazord is just a complete form Zygarde. Diancy is <gasps> just a snowflake. Look at the baby! Charming. Look at the baby! Mega Diancy is so elegant. Right? Diancy gets a five, guys. Oh well yeah, for sure. Hoopa? Now, if we're talking about Hoopa. I have what might be a controversial pick. Hoopa Confined gets a five. He's a cute little genie baby. He's got some rings. He's awesome. Hoopa Unbound is ugly and gets a two. Hoopa Unbound is a monster. He's ugly and I don't like him. Big uggo. Well, Volcanion. Volcanion. The final boy. So the final frontier here. I kind of like Volcanion's design. 
I really like his design. I like that he's fire water type. That's a really cool concept. It's got like that water ring, steam Pokemon. Five. Which brings us to Rallet, which is for next time when we cover rating all the Pokemon Gen 7. So Gen 6 overall. Pretty good gen for Pokemon. There wasn't a lot of them, but they were all pretty good. Yeah. So now we get to Jinji's favorite part of the episode, but Jinji ain't here. So it's time for me to take it away. Who's that Pokemon? Pokemon. As we have been doing. Odin, you asked me 15 questions. We're going to see if you can figure out what the Pokemon of the episode is. Do you have the Pokemon figured out? I have, yeah, I have it figured out. I just have to pull up the wiki stuff just in case I needed it for questions. But I'm good. Go ahead. Hey, I hear you typing, <laughs> motherfucker. Don't start trying to cheat. Oh, no. I, w- I was looking something up for uh, for villager sounds for Minecraft from Element Animation. Okay. I'm, 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 uh, I'm not going to ask about that. I'm just going to... Let's talk about Pokemon of the episode. Um, is, it, is it from the Kanto region? Yes. Okay. Is it... <sighs> is it a legendary? Yes. You literally can't lose now. There's less legendaries in Kanto than questions you have left. Is it flying type? No. <laughs> is it psychic type? 50-50 shot here. <laughs> yes. Is it pink? Yeah. No. Is it, is it Mewtwo? <laughs> Thank you to our three-year-old correspondent. The Pokemon of the episode is Mewtwo. The number 150 <laughs> in the Pokedex. Mewtwo, the genetic Pokemon. <laughs> this is the shortest one ever played. Let's go. That was too good. <laughs> I'll read you a couple of Pokedex entries, read you the base stats, you know, give you the works, give you the works. Uh, it's yellow Pokedex stated. Its DNA is almost the same as Mew's. However, its size and disposition are vastly different. It's heart Wait, gold what? Pokedex. It's heart gold oh. Pokedex entry states. Because its battle abilities were raised to the ultimate level, it thinks of only def- it thinks only of defeating its foes. So now I'm gonna tell you about base stats. Probably that'd be good. Okay. Um, Mewtwo's base stats are 106 in HP, 110 in attack, 90 in defense, 154 in special attack, 90 in special defense, 130 in speed for a base stat total of 680. Is there a Sword Shield Uber set for you yet there, buddy? Yes, of course there is. Um, so, Mewtwo is currently in the Uber tier in the Sword and Shield metagame, as he has been in every metagame since the beginning. I believe he was AG in Gen 1. I think he was literally completely banned even from Ubers in Gen 1, but I'm not sure. Pretty much. So, a set you could possibly run is a Nasty Plot set with the moves Nasty Plot, Psy Strike, Fire Blast, and Or Sphere or Shadow Ball, depending on how you're feeling. The item Life Orb, the ability Unnerve, the Nature Timid, and 48 in Defense, 208 in Special Attack, and 252 in Speed. And that is Pokemon the episode. And we don't do the final segment on these episodes. So that's it for the show. It's over. We're done. Go the fuck home. Yeah, go home. Go, go, go. Yes, yeah, stay home. You shouldn't even be not home. Come on. Stay home. Flatten the curve. Quarantine. Just kidding. Fuck quarantine. Handshake parties, everybody. <laughs> Handshake parties. 
handshake parties where all you're doing is they're drinking and shaking hands. Yes. Firm handshakes. They get all together and everybody's fir- giving each other firm handshakes. That is the movement. <laughs> I've now mentioned this on two Pixels Media outlets and I know Jinji is very starkly against it, so we'll see how it reacts. I didn't I know he doesn't watch the Let's Plays, but now that I've said it on Variety Hour. <laughs> see everybody, go go get get up a gathering of your best friends and throw a handshake party. Well <laughs> um like you listen to Pokemon Variety Hour, you can find Odin. Where? Tell me Odin. You can find me on Twitter at by Odin's beard. That's Odin with two N's. So I had a question for you, Odin. Answer? Your Twitter bio says that you at least used to be a streamer, correct? Yeah. Where did you uh, do that? Did you do it on Twitch or YouTube? Twitch. But I'm going to be okay. redoing my Twitch um, because okay. what it's looking like right now is not how I want it to. So I'm actually going to be redoing that. That's why if it was I on YouTube. Watch. I was going to go like look at some of the archives, but if it's on Twitch, I, I do have now. a YouTube channel, but I'm going to re- be redoing that as well. What is on there? Like archives from Twitch or just other random shit? <laughs> um, nothing good. Don't look it up. Nothing good. Don't look it up. Okay. It doesn't exist. You won't. Find I was just wondering if there were any archives out there of your live streams that I could I, watch I, in I, my I, Let's Play binging adventures. <laughs> I can promise you this, looking up by Odin's beard on uh, YouTube will not bring me up personally. Yeah, I would not imagine so. I feel like it's a pretty common thing. Um, so you can find Pixels Media, first of all. That's more important than me. Pixels Media, the main show, Pixels, Polygons, and Fun, can be found wherever podcasts are found. Go listen to that. It's me, it's Gingy, it's Colo, it's Odin. We have a good time. We talk about video games. I keep forgetting that I keep forgetting that Odin was promoted as a host of that show. <laughs> oh yeah, I forgot to, I, for, I forgot about that. Yeah, oh you, even you forgot about that. Good. Good. Um because I kept forgetting. I thought you were just guesting on it a lot. I didn't know Jinji actually gave you the promotion. Yeah, he gave me host, bro. Yeah, he he had given me host. Like I I I uh I I forgot to mention it because I was looking at the descriptions for the uh episodes I'm like I am not on here. Ever, yeah, ever, Penguin's anyway. in there, even though she hasn't been on a Pixel Media podcast since like months ago. And you're yeah, and I'm that. like, why am I not on here? Why, why, why is my name not? It, in it takes it takes a while. Trust me, it takes a while. Like I, I figured out that um, this is actually pretty funny. So a couple months before the time I left Pixels, before the Dark Ages, it was a couple weeks, a couple months. I don't know. It was a good amount of time. I had changed my name to Riley. I changed. I changed. I, I used to go by the. I'm sure you know because all the lore behind it and the in the uh, role on the Discord server. I used to go by Pegasus the Gamer, and I decided to drop the pretenses and go by my real name on the internet. And I changed my social medias to reflect that. And I don't think Gingy changed the Pegasus thing in the description to be Riley and have my correct Twitter for the entire rest of the time I was on the show until after I came back after the Dark Ages. Yeah. Nobody listened to any of the Dark Ages episodes, the bad ones, except for Penguins, Puppies, and Fun. That's the only exception. And the episode Zeno was on, because Zeno's only ever been on one episode, and unfortunately it was a Dark Ages one. Yeah. Yeah, other Pixels Media podcast stuff. Um, the YouTube channel's still up for now, which I've been thinking about Poker Survivor lately. That's a show that exists if you want to go listen to that. Um, 
there is a podcast feed out there for it, but I don't think it's updated. And if I can get back into that account, I will go and um, finish that. So you can subscribe to Poker Survivor on your Spotify's. All right. Patreon.com slash PPAF podcast. You can support the show there. Supporting that does not just support Pixels, Polygons, the fun. It supports Pixels Media as a whole, and that's Pokemon Variety Hour. So if you like Pokemon Variety Hour, Patreon.com slash PPAF podcast. <laughs> um, shut up, Odin. Um, <laughs> and as for me, you can follow me on Twitter at Riley Tweets. You can follow me on Twitch at twitch.tv slash Riley Streams. Most importantly, you can catch me on the Riley Podcast Mega Feed, the place for all independently produced Riley Podcasts, such as Largest Issue in the Galaxy, the Riley Indian Movie Review Podcast, and Riley Does Tokusatsu. Please subscribe. Woo! It would mean the world to me. So much stuff on there. So much good stuff. There's, there's something for everybody on there. Like, you even not again. even... There's, like, ten... There's only three that are... There's only three or four that are, like, currently running and making new episodes. There's, like, 10 to 12 total podcasts on that feed. There's something for everybody. If you just want to listen to a couple of friends, just hang out and talk, listen to Peg and Colo or Bored. You want to listen to a, de- a sort of debate-style show where something is argued and there's a vote to be had? Largest issue in the galaxy. You want to listen to some movie talk? Riley and Movie Review Podcast. There's something for everybody. It's a lot. There's a whole lot on that feed, and it's all for you. It's all for you, my 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 beautiful friends, my beautiful listeners. I I decided I didn't like YouTube anymore. YouTube's policies were not meshing with me, so I went and I moved every podcast I've ever uploaded to YouTube to a, its own feed. And now that's where I do all my podcasts that I used to do on YouTube. So please subscribe to the Riley Podcast Mega Feed. It would mean the whole world to me. If you send me a screenshot. Proving that you subscribe to the Riley Podcast Mega Feed, I will personally find. Uh, I will personally send you a virtual hug, and if I ever meet you in real life, I'll he give you an actual. Personally, hug. find you and stare at you like Esper. <laughs> yes, I'll send you a virtual hug, and I will. And it will also be a promise that if I ever meet you in real life, I will give you a real hug, unless you don't want that. Unless you're one of those social distancing people, then I'll give you an air hug. That's funny. All right, thank you all for listening to Pokemon Variety Hour. I've been Riley. I've been Odin. <laughs> All right, on the next episode of Pokemon Variety Hour, Penguin? Question mark. That's the goal. That's the goal. <laughs> That's the only goal I care about is getting Penguin on the show, which we haven't been able to achieve since episode forty-four. Yeah. Like literally, not to make any other co any of the other co-hosts feel bad, but Penguin since the beginning, even though it wouldn't, you wouldn't think it because she hasn't been on enough episodes for you to think this. She is priority number one. Every time, besides the rating all the Pokemon episodes, that's a me and Odin series. Like, you wouldn't think it, because most of the time she either falls asleep or there's some sort of schedule shenanigans. But every time I go to schedule a variety of episode, the f- almost every week without fail, the first thing I do, I go into Penguin's DMs. What day are you off? It's the first thing I do every time. But there's always some sort of crazy shenanigans that prevents her from doing it. Such is life. Like, literally, like I've said from the beginning, if there's ever a two-person episode, the ideal two-person combo is me and Penguin. That's the aim, but it never happens because Penguin's never on anymore. Yeah. Penguin's supposed to be my right hand. See you guys in the next one. Goodbye! Bye!